the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the James Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and to overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley and uh, Noah, man, we got a extremely exciting guest in studio with us today, man. All I know is the word of the day for me is barbecue sauce. <laughs> Man, yes, 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 my friend. Some of the best, uh, no exaggeration, short ribs I have had in my life, courtesy of uh, the J.C. Cooley restaurant. Wow. You know, so, uh, (laughs) yeah, they they were pretty good ones. But uh, I know it's a lot more uh, uh, that's in store for you, my friend. Well, of the of the several, I think that makes the uh, the, four, the fourth meal I've had the privilege of having from you. That's by far at the top, and if it, if it only gets better, I I can't even imagine. Man, it gets better, my friend. How have your day been? It's been good. It's been it's been a it's been a good uh, long day, but a good day. Man, it's hot in the studio. It sure is. <laughs> it is hot. In Sometimes the, the the AC is not as cold as we would like it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. So. Uh, Want to introduce you to uh, our guest, uh, who's also a family member. That's what you were and, telling me, yeah. And, and you know, she has been in the acting business for quite some time. That our listening audience is going to get be able to uh, uh, discover and, and talk about it. But I also want to introduce you to another uh, uh, family member of mine, who's my great co-host, Michelle Cooley. How you doing? I'm fine. Family member. Sounds funny. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I am doing great, James. Um, you're right. It is hot in here, but I guess it's to, you know, clear out the pores and I'll face to make it nice and shiny. You know, just, just <laughs> adds to my workout a little bit more. I mean, no, I, I got up and did my normal seven miles and and then I went to the gym when you when you. Called. I called you. You were you were in mid uh, mid uh, run, I believe. Um, I was in the middle of a aerobics class. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, man, have you had a wonderful day today? I've had a wonderful day today. It's been a good day, man. You know, I, I see, man, that uh, I don't see the stress level in your face. That vein, I always look and see if it's going to pop up in the middle. You, yeah, I'm definitely one that wears my emotions on my face, and so you, yeah, it's it's been a it's been a good day. Yeah. So. Man, I want to get this thing started, and I want our listening audience to know that we got Marlon Cooley. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember uh, Cooley? That last name sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, yes, it, it, it does. <laughs> and um, she is the superstar in the family. <laughs> I mean, acting and a lot of other things and teaching, and she's been in the, uh, we call it the game. She's been in the game for, how long you been in the game, Marlon? Whoa, I would say a long time. Oh. <laughs> Over 20 years, put it like that. Over 20 years <laughs> in the game. You yeah. Know, so, uh, Noah, uh, I listen to the audience. If you want to be part of this great conversation with Marlon Cooley, that's one 1170 Again, that's one 1170 Michelle Cooley, can mm-hmm. you please tell our listening audience what's the purpose of today's show? Well, I'm going to tell you about the title of tonight's show is the multi-talented actor, producer, and writer, Marlon Frierson Cooley. The purpose of the show tonight is to learn about the background of Marlon Cooley, discuss her journey in becoming an actor, her work in film, television, Broadway, off-Broadway, discuss and learn about the film she has written and produced, and her work in voiceover and narrating audiobooks. And to introduce our guest, Marlon is a Cleveland, Ohio native, graduated from the University of Cincinnati in broadcasting, a postgraduate in theater from the University of Akron. 
Her recent TV credits include Daddy Stop Embarrassing Me on Jamie Foxx TV show on Netflix, making the debut in the month of April. Bless This Mess, a show on ABC, and This Is Us. Some of her recent theater credits include The Sugar Mamas, The Lynching of Effie Childs, Blessing, Supernatural, and Harriet Tubman, One Woman Show, and many more plays. Her recent film credits include Trade, I Am Too, an American, Jamie, and It's Not Black Enough, and other films... She teaches spoken word and theater. Marlon is also a voiceover talent for radio and TV. She produces and narrates audio books. She just finished the worldwide concern about Alzheimer's disease. Marlon is also a loving wife and a mother and a grandmother. The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life, proudly, proudly presents Marlon Frierson Cooley. How you doing, Marlon? Welcome hey, to the show. Yo. Welcome to the Hi. show. Thank you, Michelle. That was a wonderful introduction. I really like that. Thank <laughs> you, James. You know, Marlon, you've been on the show a couple of times before. Mm-hmm. Can you remind our, our listening audience uh, a little bit about uh, where you grew up and your background and, and whether you're having fun with this career that you've been doing so long? Okay. Well, I am a Buckeye. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. Best location in the nation is what they say. <laughs> anyway, I grew up there. It was um, wonderful growing up there. If I could do it again, I would do the same. I had a uh, a nice childhood. And um, and then my father talked me into going to University of Cincinnati. Um, you know, acting was something I always wanted to do, but I just didn't know. But um, I ended up majoring in broadcasting and uh, did a little bit of radio and TV in Cincinnati. And this is making me kind of uh, reminisce just a little bit, uh, Marlon, because one of my uh, former friends, and he's still still a dear friend of mine, uh, used to work here at Salem Media, passed away, unfortunately, several years ago. But he was a Buckeye, uh, loved everything Ohio, Ohio State. And uh, so you, the two of you would get along quite wonderfully. <laughs> and matter of fact, I have a, a little cousin that plays uh, for Ohio State University. Very nice. Yeah, so, you know, that's pretty good. Andrew Andrew Moore is his, is his name. Yes, Andrew Moore. <laughs> you know, I, I am a, a Buckeye fan uh football. I okay. mean, uh, uh, they're, they're probably my top three okay. uh, football teams. <laughs> you know, so uh, I, I can't beat you up too bad on that one because. <laughs> that's a good one. I'm but glad. <laughs> can, you, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about uh, uh, the background and some of the things that you have? I've been doing and why you love this game so much. Oh, wow. Why do I love this so much? I mean, you have to love it. If you're in this business, you got to love it, okay? If not, don't be in it. But every time I think about leaving, something in my spirit says, come back or I get booked in something. But uh, I've been doing it for a while. I guess as a kid, um, it was something that I always wanted to do and but I was a little insecure about, you know, a few things. And I really didn't have a mentor, and and um, um, I really didn't know which way to go. But I always liked people, and I always liked the media. And, and as a kid, watching TV, it was um, a great thing, like that show called Julia. You remember Julia back oh, in the day? Absolutely. Yeah, that was a good show. And, um, and when I used to see other actors, I'm like, oh, wow, that, oh, I would love to do that. That's great. But I didn't know how to do it. You know, and um, I guess it's always been behind me. You know, I was, like I said, I worked for the Herald, Ex- uh, uh, the Herald Examiner, but that was in L.A. when I came to L.A. But in, in Cincinnati, I worked for Procter & Gamble and ABC. I think I worked for George Clooney. Well, not George Clooney, George Clooney, father. <laughs> and uh, Jerry Springer. I had worked with Jerry Springer, too. Yeah, so I used to do a show there called WCIN. Uh, it was a late show, and we would play jazz and R&B and all that good stuff. But um, And then, you know, I was like, I came to visit California. A friend of mine invited me, and I was like, oh, wow, this is cool. I love it. Maybe this is a chance that I could maybe try, get into acting. And eventually I packed my stuff up. I left Cincinnati. I drove out by myself. took me three days, and uh, I got to L.A., and uh, once I got there, um, I found a job just like that because back in the day you could find a job like that. <laughs> and I did have my degree. And then once I got here, you know, I started talking to people and I got into a theater company uh, called Rebirth Drama Company. 
And that kind of really changed my life. Wow. 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 You know, we just getting uh, just getting started. We're going to take a station break. But, uh, hey, Noah, we just getting started with this. Uh, she got a very interesting career that she. Oh, I'm doing. already drawn in, JC. <laughs> you know, so I tell you, listen, Noah, if you want to be part of this great conversation, that's 1 1170. Again, that's 1 It's your life. I'm James Cool. We'll be back shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley. Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. FM 96.1 and AM 1170. The answer. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And as as I mentioned, we got the uh, fabulous uh, Marlene uh, Cooley here. Uh, that's uh, telling us a little bit about her background and uh, some of the things that she is doing. And I tell you, if you want to be part of this great conversation, that's one 1170 Again, that's one 1170 Marlon, you know, mm-hmm. acting is such a, a tough profession. What do you like most about it? And what do you like least about being an actor? <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I think what I like most is that it's serving humanity. Um, you know, it's um, it's a, a a copy of life, and you never know who you're helping. Okay, and that's what I like about it. Okay, disliking <laughs> are the rejections. You go on a lot of auditions. It's not because you're bad, or even if you're good, you just don't know what they're looking for. And lately, uh, just recently, I've been going on a lot of auditions, some great auditions. I feel pretty good about the auditions, too. But sometimes you don't hear any feedback, and then sometimes they'll say, oh, you're on hold. And on hold means it's between you and another person. And then you don't even hear nothing. So they must have chose the other person. (laughs) But that's okay. So you just got to keep going on it. You got to be confident because your time will come, you know, when it's time to book it. And I get pretty good feedback, you know, from the casting directors that I'm doing pretty good. But it's all about the director and the producer, what they want to do. Marlon, uh, you and I have talked about this. I remember a long time ago when I was an inspiring actor or whatever you might want to call that and uh, up in the Bay Area. 
And I used to go on, on these auditions, these readings. Yeah. And uh, you have an agent, just like you do. Yes. And your agent said, this is perfect for you. You go there, you're thinking that uh, you're the only one there's 300 other people. <laughs> 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 right, because it's a lot of people submitting. A lot of agents are submitting. So if you get an audition, that's pretty good. Because I could be out of maybe a who knows a thousand or two thousand people and narrow it down to about five hundred. But it's depressing when you walk in there and you thinking that it's probably three or four, and then the line is all the way around the corner. <laughs> and then they say, "Well, why, why don't you read a scene? Just read the first line." Yeah. It happened. That cut. That's that's all we need to hear. Yeah. <laughs> You know, Marlon, when uh-huh. um, you know when you decided when you came out to California and you you knew in your mind you're going to take the acting business by storm. Mm-hmm. Were your expectations on being an actor different from the reality of what you actually experienced during your journey? Mm, not 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 too much. Mm-hmm. No, uh, because when I first came, I did a lot of theater, a lot of theater. And I had to leave because my mother got sick. I had to move, go back to Ohio. And I really do believe if I would have stayed in California, I think my career would have really went further. Uh, a lot of people that I work with who are working now who stayed, example, like Kim Whitley, uh, a good friend of mine. And uh, as you know, she's working. She's a working actress. And uh, there's a few people out there. But I knew the journey is not easy, you know. Yeah. Marlon, producer Noah here, and I've always at least had this, you hear it, but I've also had, you know, I I dig deep into how films are made in every aspect, you know, with the directors and the producers and and the actors as well. It looks like it's such a hard business to break into, and I I sincerely mean that. Did you have that experience, or when you moved to Southern California and got plugged into that company, was it rather easy? Well, uh... It's a little tough, yes. Sometimes it's who you know. But I think once you start getting in that theater arena, you start meeting people, and then agents, they come out to see you, and then they want to represent you, and then they start sending you out. Uh, That's how it was kind of back in the day. I'm going to say around the late 80s, and that's how it was. But um, it is a tough business, but it's about staying in the business. Um, If you're going to be in here, don't be a lightweight. Because uh, a lot of people that you see who are really working actors and doing well, and you'd be like, oh, yeah, who was that person? I never saw that person. That person probably was in the business uh, 10, 20 years. They just got a break. So it's like a, it's a marathon. That's what acting is all about. Uh, unless you ch- unless you start as a kid, you know, the kid, sometimes you can get right in there or you got connections or you come from celebrity kids. But, uh, you know, you you got to work at it. And um, and you got to want it and you got to love it. And it's not always about the money. And is do you have a preference? I know the acting in films and TV and theater, they're all uniquely different. There's similarities, but there are a lot of differences. And maybe what difference do you enjoy in one of those certain areas more than the others? That's a good question. Now, I would say a couple of years from now, I'll say about maybe eight, ten years from now, I, I love theater. I love theater. But then uh, as I started staying in the business more, uh, it's a toss-up between television and film. Film is great, too, because, you know, it's it's so real. And, you know, you're right there and you're in the setting, you know, and it really feels like, okay, you're that person. You know, television, it, it moves a little faster. So really to make a choice... I really can't say. I'm a, I like TV and film, and theater is on the background right now. Wow. You know, uh, can you explain to our listening audience what type of atmosphere uh, that you have to be in when you're studying for a script? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, so you get all these scripts, and, and, and you're studying for that. Uh, can you just be in in front of everybody trying to, no. Learn your lines. Or, can you explain that to them because they don't know? <laughs> okay, well, it is discipline. So say if you get an audition and you have a lot of dialogue, uh, what I do, I will record it on my phone. I go in another place, and I'll just keep reading the script over and over. And then also, um, if it has really a lot of dialogue and you really need some help, uh, then you can hire an acting coach which I think is great, which I just did last week. A uh, very good friend of mine is Benita Brisker, 
also a business partner. Uh, she's a very good coach, and she helped me uh, on this film I auditioned last week. So when you get the lines, you got to be serious. As soon as you get them, you get it, you read it, and it's all about your timing, uh, what you got to do every day, and you be ready. And I'm the type of actor, I like to have it memorized. So um, I take about two two days, memorize it, and get ready to shoot it. Marlon, who was your favorite actor or actress growing up and why were they your favorite? Mm, well, I do have a few. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to name a few. I saw uh, Rosalind Cash. Mm-hmm. I really liked her. She was in good times. Um, every time I saw her, and plus she was also in the black exploitation films, I think a lot. Yes, she was. And she was really a working actor. And I just liked the way she worked. Great actor. Uh, great thespian is what we call them. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I'm going to say uh, Maddie St. Clair. Uh, you remember the show? What oh, show was that? Madge St. Clair. Yes, yeah. she was. Um, she played an important part in the miniseries Roots. Yes, in um, yes. in the seventies, mm-hmm. and she also was the queen in Coming to America. That's right, James Earl Jones, the wife. first one. <laughs> and uh, I really admire those women, and um, especially Maddie St. Clair. Um, and I have to be truthful. You know, I'm an African American woman, and uh, I'm a kind of a dark-skinned African-American women, and uh, it was good seeing her, uh, you know, doing that type of work, and that gave me some hope back then. (laughs) So it's like, wow, if she could do it, I can do it too. So those are uh, two of my favorites. So, you know, it's important to have your family support, you know, especially in this business and the entertainment industry. How has the support of your family influenced you in pursuing your dreams and your passion for acting? Mm, Good question. So anyway, I met my husband when I first came to L.A. Uh, I say I was here about two years and then I met him. And when he when he met me, I was just doing theater, theater, theater. So he knew I was in the arts and he knew I was an actor. So basically, he's always been in my corner. He's always been there for me. And right now, since we're going through the COVID, you know, everything is self-tape auditions, which I really, really like. And you get to tape your own auditions. And uh, he's usually my other reader. He reads for me and uh, he helps me get some parts. And then my daughter, uh, you know, I taught theater and she's been in some of my classes. She's always been there for me. Uh, She helps with my auditions, too. And my son, when he was younger, I got him in a couple of, uh, when I lived in Cleveland, a couple of films and plays. And, you know, everybody's uh, really been supportive. Um, They know who I am and they know who this is what I like. Mm-hmm. You guys mentioned just a couple of moments ago, James Earl Jones, in my mind, one of the greatest voice actors, actors of all time. Have you ever had the privilege to meet James Earl Jones? Just curious. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate, I've never met him, but he's a great actor. I believe he's also from New York, isn't he, Michelle, from New York? I'm not quite sure. I, I think he is. Oh, okay. He's done a lot of theater. That's why he's so great, because... You know, some of your best actors are the theater actors. <laughs> yeah, I have a top five as far as voice actors go, and he's right at the top. Yeah. Noah, yeah. isn't he the voice of Darth Vader? He is the voice of Star Darth Wars. Vader, yes. <laughs> well, Shia, you know you shouldn't have mentioned that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I see the sight, man. On, on the, the vein is going, James. Oh, yeah. You know what? i tell you what, Noah. We're going to take a station break, but when we come back from the station break, we're going to talk a little bit about poetry, spoken words, and uh, a lot of other things. And if you want to be part of this conversation, I listen to audience, that's 1-888-344-1170. Again, that's 1-888-344-1170. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. There is much truth in a journey that ain't over yet, as all of us journey through life's precious gifts of time, just like I have. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must-listen to for anyone who thinks they are stuck in life 
or need to understand that their current situation is not their final destination. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet, is the unfiltered truth to provide hope for the future by challenging you to refuse to become a victim of life's circumstance and dare to be an overcomer because a bigger, better, and a more impactful life awaits you. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Noah Dingley here, producer of The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And the new audio version of James' book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, is a must-have. James shares his true-life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, by James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever audiobooks are sold. The Answer, San Diego, streaming now on smart speakers and odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and i uh, tell you, we got the fantastic Marlon Cooley here. Uh, that uh, giving us an education and a lot of the things that uh, goes on uh, in the acting world for the auditioning, understanding uh, roles, how you go about preparing for these things. And uh, I tell you, she's been, she been in this for quite some time, and we're going to delve a little bit more deeper into this. And if you want to be part of the conversation, that's one 1170 Again, that's one 1170 Marlon, mm-hmm. so um, uh, you have been in a lot of uh, projects where you actually produced, wrote, directed, and acted in, in all of these at the same time. One of the things that I produced was executive producer, where well, we just won an award mm-hmm. in our short film, uh, Effie, <laughs> Effie Childs. And uh, can you tell the audience a little bit about that? Because uh, you you was also one of my producers and directors, yes. and you were the main character in, in yes. that film. Well, matter of fact, I came to you uh, to be the executive producer because, you know, you do need some financing. <laughs> so, you know, I came to James and Michelle, and they were like, oh, okay, yeah. And Gwen Wright is the writer who we've worked together on a lot of projects. And so I produced it. Uh, we had George, who did the DP. And, you know, we had a small budget, but we put it together. And matter of fact, it was like our first short film that we produced together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I produced it. Um, I didn't write that one, though. Um, Gwen wrote it, of course. But um, I was acting in it. I was the main character. Um, Effie on the other side of the gun. That was the <laughs> name of it. And uh you know, it's about a, a, a woman, you know, she's bitter and her husband, uh, you know, has infidelity and all of that. He left her and played around with other women and just a lot of things going on. And it was during the 50s. So, you know, they dealt with a little bit of discrimination and prejudice and stuff like that. Uh, so we did that and we did pretty good. It came out very good. And matter of fact, uh, we did win uh, an award called um, It's Excellence, uh, WRPN. TV short, tight, and loose global film festival competition 20, 
21. Yeah. So we won an award, and I thought that was a great deal. So what we did, we we did pretty good, James. I, 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 believe, I believe that we need to enter that into uh, several more uh, yeah. because— you know, this is my first time seeing it. I've, I've been knowing about the award, but actually uh-huh. seeing the certificate. <laughs> I mean, so that's, uh, I, I, I'm proud. <laughs> I'm proud had, of the work that we did and the team that we had. Exactly. We had some great actors and stuff. And then, um, you know, what I'm working on now, uh, we just finished a film called Salvation Love. It deals with um, mental illness and homelessness. And we're just in our final stages. This is about 85% done. We're doing some editing. Um, I did help write that and Benita Brisker. And then my cousin, uh, he composed it. His name is Andre Berry. So uh, we're almost finished with that. And we're going to hit the film circuit. And we're going to be talking to agencies, homelessness agencies, mental agencies, so that's our goal with that one. And, um, you know, it's about a, a woman of a particular age, work for the FBI agent. Uh, you know, they try to take her job because of a certain age. And um, uh, it, was some, it wasn't infidelity going on, but they were trying to play a trick on her. And um, anyway, her husband left her and they fired her from her job. And uh, she eventually, you know, sort of had a, like a nervous breakdown and, started taking medication and, you know, lost everything, her home, everything, and she ends up homeless. Wow. Yeah. That sounds like it's going to be a great film. Yeah. Uh, I want to change the topic just a little bit. We'll come back to this. But uh, uh, I know you teach uh, spoken words, uh, and I mean, great at it. Uh, can you, first of all, tell our listening audience what is spoken word and how it's done? Okay. And uh, can I mention the school that I teach for? Absolutely. Okay, the Marietta School Unified District. That's in Marietta, California. And I have grades uh, usually third to high school or something like that. So what is spoken word? Spoken word is something that you write on paper and you have to speak it aloud. You perform it aloud. And it's something that's very passionate in your heart, something you want to share. But also, it's your opinion. You know, we in the United States, free speech. (laughs) And some people might not, you know, agree with you, but that's okay. Because it's your opinion. And it's something, again, you're very passionate about. And it can be stories, monologues. Uh, it can be rap, okay? Um, and uh, improvisation. So all that goes into the spoken word. And I teach, I teach that with the uh, students, and they love it. And some of the things that these kids come up with and some of the things they just want to share is just so wonderful, guys. Our our younger generation, they know what's going on, and they know about uh, the environment and the earth that we live on. They know. They want to make changes. In my program, uh, you know that I always uh, identify folks uh, to just point them out at random. First of all, I always demonstrate what it is because I – uh, let a person know that you have to be able to think off the top of your head. And I know normally what I do is I, I have a person just tell me, just, just point out a word or something that you want me to talk about. Loyalty. Loyalty. Loyalty is not something that you get, but what you earn. Loyalty comes with passion, just like receiving a bucket or earns from someone that has been loyal all their life. Loyalty, sometimes you have to pay the price because everybody is not going to be loyalty and everyone is not nice. Loyalty, just like I said, is earn, is belief, and is trust. If you're going to be my friend, Loyalty is a must. Oh, that is great. That was great. And I forgot to mention, you had that poetry in there and the repetition. That is spoken word. That very is good. spoken word. Hey, let's good. try one more, James, because I, these words are actually very near and dear to my heart and yours. Let's try integrity. Integrity. Integrity comes from the mind, body, and soul. Integrity is the only thing that can make a person whole. Integrity is speaking, telling the truth, and standing by your word. 
Integrity is not only seen, but it's also heard. Integrity, if you feel it, see it, it's the truth. Because I got integrity, and so do you. (laughs) Finger clipping, that's what we do for spoken word. Very good, James. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, so, well, hold on, Marlon. I, yes. I, I, I want you to do a spoken word on togetherness. Okay. Yeah, Together 19. I wrote this last year, you know, going through the COVID-19. Uh-huh. <laughs> so sometimes when I'm not doing anything and I'm feeling it, sometimes I write a few things. Together 19. We're all in this together. We have to love one another in this time. We have to stick together. There is no race, color, or no financial status. It's a thing called humanity and bring us all together for unity. God is bringing all of us together for the greater good. Listen, pay attention. He wants to straighten out this situation we all call life. We, the people, are sometimes divided. Let's all come together and let's be united. Let's beat this Corona-19 by learning who we are. And while we are all kept in quarantine, we are all in this one world. Let's lift each other up by keeping our distance from each other afar. But in our hearts, let's all love one another and bring the world to healing, love and joy. We will beat this Corona 19 by being together. 19. I love it. I know. What do you, you think about that? That was so creative. I absolutely adore that. <laughs> oh, man, that was great. Marlon, I see why uh, my friend, Kara Hernandez, I hope she's listening. Yeah, that would uh, be, yeah. Because I recommend uh, you to her. Oh, yes. <laughs> that's my director. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Marlon, not only do you do you teach spoken word, you have produced and narrated audiobooks. How hard is this to do, and what are the books have you narrated? Okay. Um, well, being an audio producer, there is work involved. <laughs> and a lot of people who are authors, they don't understand that. Because as a producer, you're, um, you're, you're, you're recording it. And you're editing it. So that takes a little time. You know, I'm not paying anybody to edit unless you, you know, if you're really in a bigger market and then somebody probably could edit. But most of the time I do produce and I edit. Uh, The last thing was uh, uh, the world of concern. Yes, I think that was, uh, let me make sure I got that right pronunciation sometimes. Um, Anyway, it's about about Alzheimer's. Uh, It's about dementia. Okay. And um, it's, um, oh, let me repeat that again. I'm sorry. The Worldwide Concern. Yeah. And um, a guy named Jack Quas, he wrote that. And it's about dementia, uh, which is uh, dear to my heart. And uh, that was one of the reasons I wanted to record that. But um, yeah, being an audio producer, it takes time. And, you know, it could take about two to three months. And it also depends uh, how long the length of the book is. But I do enjoy it. Wow. This this is great. This is so fantastic. We're going to take a station break. But I can't wait to get back to continue this discussion with this great lady. If you want to be part of the conversation, that's one 1170 It's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. 
You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Streaming now at TheAnswerSanDiego.com and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and uh, I tell you, we're having so much fun here with Marlon Cooley and... uh, she just gave us a, a lesson learned in spoken words, you know. So uh, I'm looking at my great producer Noah, and I, I'm trying to figure out have he have he figured this one out yet? Can can he do a spoken word? Oh, I can on the spot. No, 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 no. I'm very good with with speaking and broadcasting, but I'm going to have to take a couple of pointers before I try it. But I'm fascinated by it, <laughs> man. It is fascinating because uh, it forces a person to really sit back and think. Think uh, not just with the mind, but with the heart. Which is, I think it's a practice I would enjoy, James, because I'm a very pensive, deep thinker. Absolutely. And I, I want our listening audience to know that it's not too late. If you want to be part of this conversation, that's one 344 1170 Again, that's one 344 1170 Marlon, as an actor, are there certain roles you would not audition for? If so, why is that? Hmm. Well, it is. I guess it's uh, my morals, my ethics of some that I would not uh, audition for. And I, I do have a few. Um, one I care not to really say. And the other one <laughs> is, uh, you know, more, um, you know, say there's a real intimate, intimate part or something. I don't I don't think I really would like to do that, you know. Okay. Well, we get it. We get it. And if you can sit down and have a conversation with an actor, present or deceased, who would it be and why? Mm -hmm. You know, I do have two people for that, but I want to say Cicely Tyson and Ruby Dee. But I guess I say Cicely Tyson because even though we just lost her last year, was it last year? Yes. Uh, she's been in the game a long time, just a, a beautiful woman. And I mean, she's done theater, uh, she's done film, she's done television, she's, she's done it all. And, you know, she just did something, uh, uh on Broadway, correct? Yeah. She oh, just did wow. something. Yeah, she did. She won an award on Broadway. And what I like about her, you know, one thing about an actor, you'd be feeling like, oh, wow, I'm getting older, I'm getting older. But as an actor, really, it's any age. And Cicely Tyson gave you the hope to keep going, you know, because she was 90-something and still working. And as a woman, and things are changing now before if you were 45 or 50, as a woman, you're getting too old. But now, uh, you know, Hollywood and the film industry, they're starting to open up more. You know, because we're all humanity and uh, age is nothing but a number. (laughs) Amen to that. Hey, Marlon, producer Noah, again, uh, maybe a film or a Broadway show that's already been out, it's it's already done, that you weren't able to, unfortunately, be a part of. Is there just something that you're like, hey, you know, I would I would have been great in that, maybe in a certain particular role. What would that be? Hmm. Well, I know they've done Raising in the Sun. Uh, they did that with Ruby D, and I have played Raising yeah, you played, in the Sun. You played in that. Yeah, I played it. I also won an NAACP award for that too, for Best Actress in L.A. But that would have been great to do on Broadway. And then um, I guess uh, maybe like the Color Purple. Color Purple would have been great. It's a lot of parts in that. Uh, maybe the part that uh, Whoopi Goldberg, Whoopi ah, Goldberg played. Seely, Seely, Seely. Yes, I think I would have loved that. Yes, yep, on Broadway. But I have done off Broadway. Uh, I did a play called The Living Room, and uh, it was directed and produced by Shelley Garrett, the late Shelley Garrett. He's no longer with us anymore. Yeah. 
Yeah, Shelly Garrett. He did Beauty Shop. Yes, plays, I remember yes, back and, in the day. Yeah, yes. and we toured, uh, you know, through the United States uh, in major cities. Mm-hmm. And while we're on the topic of theater, I, I'm a huge theater lover. Is there a particular play that has just been your all-time favorite? It just grabs your heartstrings, and uh, you would just see it over and over again. Well, I hate to say it, but probably Raising in the Sun. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, oh, wow, I'm trying to think of my other guy, August Wilson. Uh, I love a lot of his plays. Two Trains Running is good. Um, he's written a lot of stuff. Um, I like all of his work. Uh, so those are plays that I would probably do. Lorraine Hansberry and August Wilson. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, my other guy, what is his name? Oh, God, I can't think of his name right now. Oh. He's been in the business a long... Well, he's passed, though, mm-hmm. and he used to do a lot of poetry and stuff. It'll come to me. I'll let okay. you guys know. Yeah. Wow. So mm-hmm. so I know that you just uh, finished up some work with Jamie Foxx and other folks. Uh, you was in his uh, series. Yeah. Um, have you ever been... And, now, and this, is, this goes... Have you ever been starstruck <laughs> by, by someone that you were working with? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, as an actor, you got to really play it cool. And, and sometimes I go to a lot of screenings. And at the screenings, film screenings, <clears throat> there's a lot of the main actors there, you know. And um, you're like, okay, yeah, it would be nice to meet him. You know, because I did meet Taraji Henson and a couple of uh, Viola Davis. I did meet her. Matter of fact, she was on her way out. And I said, oh, Viola, can I just get a picture? And she was like, okay, hurry up because my ride is out there. So I was a little starstruck <laughs> with her because, you know, she is a wonderful actor. She wonderful. is. She yes. is. Mm-hmm. You know, Marlon, you know, there's some plays, like I said, the revival. I remember years ago, they revived Cat on a Hot Tin Roof on Broadway and it starred James Earl Jones. And I think it also starred Terrence Howard. It was amazing. It was a hit on Broadway. If you had the power to produce and, and actually do another revival of a play, um, besides Raising in the Sun, what play would you do and would you bring back to Broadway as a revival? Mm. I probably would do two trains. Yeah, I would do that because one thing about August Wilson, he doesn't write for a lot of women. Mm-hmm. It's usually only one female. Mm-hmm. So I probably would uh, do that one because I think it was Risa. That's who I played. I played in that play and I really enjoyed it. We did it at the Caramu House in Cleveland, Ohio, which is one of the oldest African-American uh, theater companies in the country. Yeah, that's where Ruby D and Ozzie Davis came from. A Ruby D. <laughs> hey, yeah. James, you know, Michelle and I are, I mean, you like it, but Michelle and I are the, the huge Trekkies here. And, you know, Michael Dorn's name always comes up. So I, I don't know if she's much of a Star Trek fan, but I have to ask Marlon if you've ever met Michael Dorn. Uh, no, I haven't. I'm so sorry. Yeah, he's one of my fa- one of my favorite actors in Star Trek. He's one of you, right? And, and and what's the name of the show again? He's in. Uh, he's in oh, Star Trek: oh, The Next Trek. Generation, okay, and he plays Star Lieutenant Trek. Commander okay. Worf. Now I have to be truthful. I'm not really into Star Trek. That's okay. I, I watch a little Star World Wars. I just got used to watching that because I was like, okay, sci-fi. Oh, anything sci-fi, I'm all over usually. Yeah, but you know, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of entertainers everywhere. You go in a restaurant if you live in L.A., Hollywood, or whatever. You'll run into somebody. Wow. Is there a certain a genre of movie that you have not acted in yet that you'd like to? Mm. Oh, wow. I was going to say a sci-fi, but maybe a sci-fi. Because I've, I've, I've worked in a horror film and definitely drama and definitely comedy. So I would say probably a sci-fi. Yeah, like we were just talking about. Yes, I would love to do that. That's and I've cool. Worked in expand comedy. your horizons a little bit. Yeah, I've worked in comedy. I've mostly worked in all of them. Yes. Well, I tell you. Uh, we we getting short on time, but I got to ask you this question. Mm-hmm. If today Marlon Cooley could go back in the past and talk to Marlon Cooley that's growing up, mm. what type of advice would you give her? <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. Uh, I probably would say believe in yourself and go after your dream, which is really what I'm doing now. So basically, and be patient and maybe find a mentor to help you along the way. Yeah. And, and you have to be patient in, mm-hmm. in everything that you do. Mm-hmm. And you also have to have that passion. I remember the guest that we had on last night, his mother uh, came on. I said, so can you describe uh, 
one thing about uh, this young man, and she said, passion, mm. passion. You have to be passionate yeah. about everything that yeah. you do. And I think as an actor, I guess I have been very, very pa- uh, passionate about this. Because you have to be. If you're in this business, you got to love it. So, Marlon, um, 30 seconds or less, what uh, advice or what information you want to leave our listening audience with that you want them to remember? Mm. Well, um, I think if you want to do something in life and you really believe in yourself, I think you should go for it because your dreams will come true. You got to work at it. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen overnight. Keep on pushing. We're Keep on pushing. We're out of time. We're out of time. This was so much fun. Marlon, I want to thank you so much uh, for taking the time to come on the James Cooley Show. It's your life, cuz. <laughs> James, executive decision. We got to have her back. Oh, we got to, man. We got to have And You heard what the producer said. And so, we will. Maybe with Salvation Love when we, I can... Absolutely. Director and That'd be uh, great. Oh, musician. Yeah. yeah. So I want to thank you. I want to thank my great uh, co-host, Michelle Cooley, uh, for always being here and always uh, taking over most, most of the work and pre- preparing this and making sure that's right. I'd like to thank my great, great uh, producer, Noah Dingley. Most importantly, I'd like to thank our listening audience for taking the time to listen nightly to the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. Just remember, we're always looking for sponsors so we can continue to bring this great message to you. And I tell you what, beginning October the 2nd, we're back in the Dallas market as well. Noah, you forgot Good to news. mention that. I heard it today. Yeah, so uh, the James Cooley Show is is, is going to be broadcast uh, back at Dallas K-Sky, K- along uh, with KCK. I mean, here, so AM 1170 Answer and uh, FM 96.1. So uh, we'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been The James Cooley Show. It's your life, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 